Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Um, <clears throat> you just have to laugh at being a mom sometimes, right? I um, was preparing for the message, and I was like, I really want to um, share some funny stuff, because if you don't laugh at being a mom, you would cry most of the time, right? Um, I don't want to say luckily. That's not the word I want to use, but luckily, my children are grown. The job is not done. My, my oldest child is 26, um, and the youngest is Ansley, the baby, 19. So, um, man, we could sit around and tell some stories just about um, motherhood. And maybe next year for Mother's Day, instead of me speaking, we'll just have a panel of ladies up here. And we can just tell all the crazy and awesome things um, that we deal with as a mom. So I'm going to share some more funny because um, I like funny things. And I think you guys will. They're so funny because they're so relatable. Um, a mother is the person you can always call to see how long the chicken lasts in the fridge. Oh, thanks for putting up with me, Mom. I know you like a challenge. Anybody got any challenges in the room? Will you put that photo up, Tammy? You guys had to see this one. Some of you will know nothing about this, but when I was a child, these are the kind of text messages I received. It says, this house better be spotless before I get home from work. If it's not, everybody's getting a whooping. Anybody else? Okay. I thought y'all might be able to relate. Oh, momster. What happens to mom after she counts to three? Don't be so hard on yourself. The mom in E.T. had an alien living in her home for days and didn't notice. I feel better already. Uh... You know, when, you know you're a mom when you understand why Mama Bear's porridge was always cold. Uh, motherhood hack. There are no hacks. Everything is hard. The kids don't listen. This is your life now. Godspeed. And this was my favorite. I looked all morning for this one. I saw it, and I didn't um, screenshot it, and I kept looking everywhere for it. It says, Mom, I'm so glad you kept me alive better than your plants. Happy Mother's Day. I, it is awesome to be a mom. We make light of it, but it is, like Becky said, it is a very high calling. And how blessed are we to be able to raise children to be just like us, right? Isn't that the goal, is we want them to be like us? No, I'm kidding. Um, so I um, was thinking about what I could talk about that would kind of that everybody could relate to. Obviously, my message today is going to be geared towards moms, but I also wanted to make sure that I covered something that everybody could take home um, and and use um, for everyday life. So, I hope that you're um, I hope that you're ready to take some notes, um, and I hope that you get a little bit of um, of a blessing from today's message. I'm going to be reading from the book of Philippians, um, chapter 4. Um, if Just a little bit of background. This is Paul writing, and he is writing from prison. So um, to me, that's very important because of what is in the book. Um, it's, it's a different perspective, so I hope that you guys will see that. 
Um, there are so many um, life lessons that we can learn just from the verses that I'm going to share with you. So I'm going to share 1 through 9, um, chapter 4, and I'm going to let Tammy put those up there for you, but I'm going to read from my Bible. This is uh, the New Living Translation, um, and I will share a couple of different um, translations with you as I'm going through because I just want you to be able to see how it's worded a little bit differently um, throughout. So um, I am going to read, starting in verse 1, it says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stay true to the Lord. I love you and long to see you, dear friends, for you are my joy and the crown I receive for my work. Now I appeal to you, you Odia and Syntyche, please, because you belong to the Lord, settle your disagreement. And I ask you, my true partner, to help these two women, for they worked hard with me in telling others about the good news. They worked along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are written in the book of life. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all that you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then God, the God of peace will be with you. So from these nine verses, I'm going to talk to you and give you five keys to developing a kingdom mindset. Um, like I said, there's so much good stuff just packed into these nine little verses um, that I wanted you as mothers and everyone else to be able to take something home with you that you can um, start putting into practice um, in your everyday life. So the first that we're going to do is we're going to look at um, verses one through three. It says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stay true to the Lord. I love you and long to see you, dear friends, for you are my joy and the crown I receive for my work. Now I appeal to you, you Odia and Syntyche, please, because you belong to the Lord, settle your disagreement. And then he goes on to talk about um, the true partner, Clement, and helping, um, helping him um, with this. And the ladies um, had a disagreement in the church, but they also helped spread the word. So I thought that was uncommon that there's conflict in the church, right? Um, I was like, wow, I've never heard of that before. So uh, I think it is very key that he talks about there being disagreement, but we still have a job to do. So we can disagree as believers, and we can still move and do God's work, right? So my first key is resolve conflict and move on. Sometimes it's so hard to do, but we kind of linger and dwell on all the things that are going wrong, and um, we waste a lot of time doing that when we should be, we're all on the same mission, right? So we should all be going in the same direction, right? So resolve conflict and move on. It, it just, to me, it says he kind of brings us back to what is truly important, and that's kingdom work, not your conflict that's really not important right now. Our mission is to lead people to Jesus, and that's what we need to be doing. So that's your first point. So we're going to look at um, verse 4. It says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again. 
rejoice. I did look up the Passion Translation, and it says, Be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let your joy overflow. And I love that it said, in every season of life. Um, because that tells us, as crazy as it sounds, that Paul is writing this to us from prison. We, if he can be joyful in every season of life, sitting in prison, then we can be joyful in every season of life. We go through lots of stuff um, daily. But I don't think it's a mistake that it says always, um, always rejoice. And from a human perspective, it doesn't make sense. But the path to joy is choosing to rejoice. So I think that that's something that we have to remember. Now, worldly happiness is not the same as godly happiness because worldly happiness depends on how our circumstances are right now in the moment. So we have to step outside of that. Um, emotional roller coaster of I'm happy because this happened or I'm happy because this happened now this happened so I'm sad and we have to find joy in all of those in all of those things so we must choose to rejoice in order to experience the the joy that God promises us now we're going to look at verse 5 it says let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do remember the Lord is coming soon I, I um, pulled up the Amplified Bible and also um, the ESV and the Passion Translation, so I could share those with you as well. The Amplified Bible says, Let your gentle spirit, graciousness, unselfishness, mercy, tolerance, and patience be known to all people. And then the ESV says, Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Um, the, the Passion Translation says, and let gentleness be seen in every relationship for our Lord is near. So I feel like they're all very similar, but I think they, they show you a different perspective, um, a way to, to look at it. And I think when we um, feel like we're being, um, we have a gentle spirit or we're being gracious, a lot of times we hold those characteristics to the people that we like or the people in the church. And I think what he's telling us here is, I'm not talking about just the people that you like and love and the people that come to your, your church um, in town. I need you to have these characteristics for everybody that you come into contact with. So the second key from verses 4 and 5 is be joyful and gentle. And I added to my notes, be gentle in relationships, because I think sometimes when we get, we get comfortable with people, um, we tend to forget to be gentle. Does that happen to you guys or is it just me? We're just kind of, especially if you've had to deal with things with the same people over and over again, you kind of lose your patience with them, right? Mamas, you lose patience with your children sometimes? I see some of you looking at each other, but I won't tell. I will not tell. But, but being joyful, but also being gentle with your children, with your coworkers, with your spouse, in every situation, um, learning to be gentle and being gracious and unselfish. And I think we expect those things or we want those things, right? When people deal with us, we want them to be gracious and patient. And I think we have to remember that in dealing with people. So that's key too. Now this, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 may sound familiar to you guys, this is, pro this, this is probably one of the verses I refer back to and recite the most. Um, and I think as mamas, this is definitely a verse to live by and to write down and, and memorize. Um, and I'm going to share a couple of different um, 
translations with you about this one as well. It's, the NLT says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And then the Passion Translation says, Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. So the peace that comes from God alone can only be um, obtained by doing, by doing these things. Not worrying, praying about everything. Every time we begin to worry, it should be an indicator that I need to start praying. That's your, that's your relationship with your Heavenly Father. That's how, you, that's how you get to know Him. That's how He gets to know you is in those moments of prayer. And I think that um, as I was getting ready to prepare, I thought there is one thing um, in here that says um, that we kind of rush through our prayers instead of being very specific, especially when we're anxious. I don't know about you, but when I get anxious, I tend to um, get more impatient. So my prayers may be, Lord, Lord, bless me. And he's asking us here to be specific in your prayers. Like when you're worried, it's not time to be overly general in your praying or what you're requesting. You need to be very specific. Um, and to deal with anxiety, whatever you're petitioning for needs to be precise. So get, get real with God. I know sometimes that's hard to do with people because we know that the people can be judgmental, right? So putting yourself out there to somebody that you may not know or somebody that you know just a little bit is going to be a little bit more difficult because you know that there's a 50-50 chance that they're going to judge you based on what you said, right? That's just the reality. But with God, we don't have to worry about that. So there's no need for us to kind of draw back and pull back what we think he needs to know. I mean, he knows it all anyway, but just being specific and verbalizing what you need um, is, is so important. Uh, it says, make your request with thanksgiving. Give thanks, not because you have a problem, but for the God that you're inviting to come in and help you deal with the problem, however that, however that um, takes place. And all of these things will allow us to experience calmness in the midst of what may seem like chaos. Um, Tony Evans, um, he, he said, you will know God heard your prayer, not necessarily because the problem is solved, but because of the peace that God gives you. It's as if God puts soldiers and sentries around your feelings and thoughts. So if you're communicating to him, telling him what you need, thanking him for all that he has done, then he's saying you will experience peace that people may not understand, that you don't understand. Um, and then that will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So the third key is don't be anxious Pray always and experience peace. It's so easy to pray because you literally can have a normal conversation with your Heavenly Father. Every opportunity can be a prayer, honestly. 
I think we tend to make excuses about why we don't have time to do this and why we don't have time to do that, but it's really about priorities. You make time for what is important to you. And I think that prayer, I mean, it is the, the foundation to me. So we need to have ongoing dialogue with our Heavenly Father on a regular basis. All right, we're going to look at verse 8. The NLT says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. The Passion Translation says, Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. I've heard this quote several times, as you think, so you are. So to prevent, the, prevent losing the kind of peace that comes from God, Paul tells us exactly how to direct our attention and what, to fo- what we should be focused on. But far too often we allow the enemy to get into our thoughts and to make us believe subtle lies and focus on things that are not true and are not of the word of God and it gets us off course not focusing on the truth of of what God provides for us. So it disrupts our thinking. We are also accustomed to dwell on things that are negative, um, which which does exactly the opposite of what we want. We want peace, but we dwell on things that are geared negatively. Um, So when we do this, we, we kind of amp up anxiety and worry and strife Uh, because we're thinking on those things. So whatever is untrue, dishonorable, unjust, impure, unlovely, and not commendable, we are to guard our minds against. And the word tells us to take our thoughts captive. So anytime, anytime you have a thought that may seem negative or you know that it's not of the Lord, it's your job to turn that around into something positive. And we have, to, we have to be better about doing that. And it says sometimes we get caught up, especially in a conversation. We just kind of add our two cents instead of directing the conversation or the situation in a positive manner. So, so key number four, fix your thoughts. I think that is so important. I don't feel like I've spent enough time on that one, but I want to say I think this is so important because it directs everything we do after. Um, lastly, certainly not least, is verse number nine. It says, keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. The Passion Translation says, put into practice the example of all that you have heard from me or seen in my life, and the God of peace will be with you in all things. So, to me this says, Everything that I just told you, verses 1 to now, those are the things that you need to put into practice. Those are the things that you need to be doing. So going back through those, um, through those other keys. So the, key, the last key that I'm going to talk about, or that I'm going to give to you, is to put it into practice. So all of these, all of these things, um, from the first key through the last, is going to help us... Um, I think it's, it's no accident that it's five keys to developing a, a kingdom mindset because all of these things 
are going to help you kind of shift your focus to something that's more positive and more um, godly instead of worldly. So I think it's important, again, I don't want to sound like I'm telling you what to do. Um, But I think it's so important that we take time to meditate on God's word. I mean, that's what, that's what the word tells us we should be doing. Um, and I am guilty. So when I tell you things, usually it's because I deal with them myself or have dealt with them myself. It's not because I'm telling you how you should live your life. But if you are a believer, you should be spending time in the word. That should not be the last thing that you think, that you think about doing. It should be something that you're constantly um, doing these verses, especially um, six and seven, like I told you, that's one of my favorites. And because if you know me, you know I get anxious about um, things. I was very anxious about coming up and doing this. Um, so that has helped me through so much. Just being able to take that verse and and recite it and say it and read it. And I think we discount the word of God so much, but not intentionally. We just don't think about how powerful it can be in our daily lives. So I hope that you'll take these um, five keys and I hope that you wrote them down. And if you didn't write them down, I hope you'll go back and watch um, and, and write those down so that you can at least uh, kind of meditate on those throughout your week and maybe that will make a a good positive impact on your life this week and going forward um, starting today. So um, I think, oh, I'm early. We, um, did I talk too fast? No. Uh, It's Mother's Day, and I know that you ladies have all cooked for your husbands today, so you got to get home and get ready for lunch, right? So, um, we, actually, we, we have a lot of things that we need to, um, to give out to you, sweet ladies. Do you want to go ahead and come so we can? Yes. Do you want to go ahead and start coming up? Okay. Um, <laughs> should I say, I'm in charge today. No, I'm kidding. I'm in charge today. If you are, if you are a mother, um, could I get you to move down to the front for me just real quick? Um, if you can, just very quickly, if you'll come. I just want to um, pray over you. And thank you for all that you do. have a lot of mamas in the house. Can we give them a big round of applause? I, um, it's a, yes, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. It is, I know I said this already, but like Becky said, it is such a high calling to be a mama. Like, we love you dads, but it is such a high calling to be a mama. Um, It is no small feat. It is hard, but it's also rewarding. 
Um, and I, my, even though my message was geared, I mean, kind of for everybody, it really comes from a mom myself. Um, and that's why I thought this is, this is what I need to help me. So I hope that it will help you what I've shared. Um, and, and just gives you kind of tools to keep in your pocket to, to invite God in to help you be a mom, whether your kids are grown or your kids are babies or two and four. Um, we, we need the Lord to help us. Um, I could, I cannot do it without him. Um, and I, I, I want you to know that he's there for you. He's available, whatever you need. Nothing is too small. Nothing is too silly to take to him, to ask him for. And I just want you to, to recognize that there's, um, I think growing up sort of in church, but not really growing up in church. I think there's such a, um, such an expectation sometimes, at least I felt that way because I did, I was not really a church goer growing up. Um, there's such an expectation to pray a certain way and to look a certain way and to do something a certain way. And I, from personal experience, know that God wants you to come to him however you are. He doesn't have an expectation. No matter what religion has shown you or shared with you or told you, he loves you and he wants to be part of your life. Um, I was a, a mama at 18, two weeks in. And that's tough. And especially when, you try, when you're trying to go to church, that's tough. And I don't know your situations. I don't know what you've been through as mamas, but I know what I've been through as a mama, and I know that he loved me anyway. And I want you to know that he loves you too. And he, he wants to be a, a part of your life. So, men, would you just kind of stretch out? Anybody else that's sitting out there, would you just kind of stretch out to our ladies? We're just going to bless them real quick. I'm going to say a quick prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for your presence, Lord. I thank you that you are available to us, Father, and that you want to be with us, Father. I thank you for each one of these ladies and everything they mean to their families, to their children. Father, I just thank you for blessing them. Father, I ask that you would continue to give them guidance, Father. And if there's any lady here that feels like she is not worthy to be in your presence, Father, I pray that you would speak to her right now and that you would just dismiss that thought that is not of you, God. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you make it plain to us what we need to be doing, Father. And I thank you that you give us an opportunity every day, Father, to shift our thoughts, to shift our mindset to a mindset that is of you, God. God, I ask that you would um, send these ladies out to be a blessing to other ladies, Father, and other mothers, God. Father, I just ask that you would um, guide them in any endeavors, Father, that you would let them know constantly that you're with them, that you're near, Father. And I just pray that you would ignite a fire in them that guides them to seek you, to pray, Father, always, to be joyful, always, Father, to put into practice, God, what it is that we've learned from your word today, Father. I just thank you for all these things, Father. I thank you for who you are to us, and I thank you for 
what you will continue to be to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best is yet to come.